0: investigative journalist, Molly Barrows. For years, I've covered the stories that made headlines in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf Coast. Murders. Missing persons. And mysteries of all kinds. These cases are far from over for many victims because the full story has yet to surface. Join me for Gulf Coast Confidential where I dive into the saltier side of the South and expose the lies, greed, and corruption that often weighs down the truth. It's time to turn the tide and get a shot at justice. Hey, I'm Molly Barrows, and welcome to the Gulf Coast Confidential Podcast, where we cover some of the most scandalous crimes and cases that bubble up in Northwest Florida and beyond. Joining me to talk about what we call these what-the-feezy cases is Pam Hill, a pharmacist and advocate for victims, because she herself has experienced violent crime in her own family. So what's up, Pam?
1: Are you ready for this episode? I am. I'm always interested in love triangles because they work so well. I know. (laughs) Thank goodness, I guess. Otherwise, we wouldn't have so many topics to talk about on Gulf Coast. Love Pentagon, love triangle, something. (laughs) No. I'm ready.
0: Well, they need to be love triangle stop signs, (laughs) really. (laughs) I love stop signs, <laughs> and here's why. So this episode is called "Diaper Wearing Astronaut: An Out of This World Love Triangle." We're talking about the headline making case of Lisa Nowak. She was an accomplished astronaut, but it was not her visit to space that captured the attention of the country in 2007. It was her cross country drive to kidnap a romantic rival, supposedly wearing space diapers, that did it. I remember when this story happened. Do you remember it, Pam? I do. Mm-hmm. I know it was so crazy. It made such big headlines at the time for those who don't remember or aren't familiar with this case, here's a recap. It was February of 2007, and Lisa Nowak is said to have worn a space diaper so she wouldn't have to stop on her drive from Houston to Orlando to confront her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. So mind you, Nowak was then a 44-year-old married mother of three. She'd been having an affair with this guy. He was her co-worker, 42-year-old Navy Commander William Opheline, for several years. He said his relationship with Nowak was, quote-unquote, somewhat exclusive until he started seeing 30-year-old Colleen Shipman. She was a U.S. Air Force captain and an engineer based at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So when the relationship became more intense, Opheline broke it off with Nowak, he said. Well, police say that's when Nowak found romantic emails between her former lover and Shipman while going through Opheline's computer, And that's when she decided to make this drive to Orlando and confront Shipman. She made this 900-mile drive in about 14 hours and told police in a report that she wore space diapers so she wouldn't have to stop for bathroom breaks. So she actually arrived at the Orlando International Airport early on February 7, 2007. She was armed with a steel mallet, a BB gun, a four-inch knife, large trash bags, this is all according to police, and she approached Shipman in the airport parking lot after apparently following her from inside the airport. She was wearing a dark wig, sunglasses, and a trench coat at the time, And when the younger woman got into her car in this parking lot area, Shipman ran up, sort of banging on her window, claiming she needed a ride. She said that's when Shipman cracked the window open and Nowak pepper sprayed her. So Shipman drove off, let police know what was going on. Authorities said that they got there in time to see Nowak throwing her wig and a BB gun into a garbage can. And when they arrested her, she claimed her intention was just to confront Shipman about her relationship with Olfine. But prosecutors allege Nowak had a well-thought-out plan to actually harm Shipman, and they charged her with attempted murder and kidnapping, which are charges mm-hmm. that were eventually reduced to burglary and misdemeanors. She pleaded guilty in 2009 and was sentenced to a year's probation, community service, as well as counseling. So it's a fascinating case. I hadn't thought about this in years, <laughs> not since it happened, but I remember that's all anybody talked about for a while.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's so ridiculous. I mean, and that having that, what they call, like Mark Furman had referred to all that stuff she had in the bag, the duffel bag, as a murder kit. You know, and we remember Mark Furman. I don't know if we want to give too much validity to what he said, but he was a policeman. He put it together. And, you know, she was the first. Lisa Lisa Nowak was the first astronaut dismissed from NASA. That is, if you look up Google Lisa Nowak or say astronaut diaper, she's—it's— she's notorious. It pops up. There she is. She also claims, I did not have a diaper because they, she I it, saw that. Yeah, it maxim, maximum absorbency product or garment or something like that. But in the literature, it says that the astronauts are issued GI astronaut diapers, government-issued astronaut diapers. So anyway, she had something to help her bladder because she did not want to stop. She was going after his new lover, new girlfriend with a frenzy. And it's diabolical once we try to uh, break it all down.
0: I know. And I was looking up what space diapers look like. Yeah. So I happen to have one of these just regular, you know, I guess briefs, Depends. if you will, for, you know, when my mom um, needed them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are just regular. They kind of fit like underwear, you know, if, if anybody has ever had how, how to take care of an elderly uh-huh. relative or somebody who just just you know had some incontinence issues these are basically what they look like so i looked up what a space diaper looks like and they look like padded biker shorts, oh, basically. Okay. Right. So, you know, they go up to your waist and down a little bit to about mid-thigh or, or less, but all that's padded. So mm-hmm. they say that, you know, it's normal for astronauts to wear these because yeah. if they're, you know, doing in, in space, if you will, or even, you know, training, then they're in these outfits for so long. Outfits, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they're in their, <laughs> right, they're they're in their, their space suits for so long that this is what they need. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I guess that was handy. And if you're determined, You know, she was a smart person. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you you don't become an astronaut by being, you know, but apparently she didn't rely on her reason and logic when she was making some Mm -hmm. of the decisions to track down her romantic rival. No,
1: she was using feelings and anger and uh, being she wanted to win. It is hard to become an astronaut. It takes 10 years. You got four years of college. Two years of a master's degree, a professional degree of two years, and that has to be in STEM programs, and then two years in the NASA core. So, I mean, like, put it all together, 10 years. And back then, I was looking up, how much do astronauts make? you know? And so I said, well, let me look back when, you know, basically Neil Armstrong was an astronaut, and that was in 19... 19- 69. Astronauts back then made about $27,000 a year. So, you know, he's the person that walked on the moon, two and a half hours on the moon. He got paid about $33 to walk two and a half hours on the moon. My goodness. So now the astronauts, they make about $190,000. But that, that's okay and good because once they're astronauts, they can sell books or do speaking things. the The bonus part is the allure. Plus, there's not that many people that have been astronauts.
0: Uh, I know. And really, she went into space. I mean, you know, not every astronaut even gets to go into space. And she she was one that actually did.
1: Yeah. And she operated the robotic arms.
0: Yeah. She was a mission specialist in robotics. And Mm -hmm. apparently, that's when she met Opheline. They trained alongside one another in the NASA Space Shuttle Program. And Opheline told police that their relationship actually didn't begin until 2004, but that it was relatively exclusive for the few years that they were together. And then he said he met uh, Shipman, and as their relationship, quote-unquote, intensified, that's when he broke it off with Nowak, and I guess she just wasn't having it. But before that, friends and family said she was a dedicated mom. She had neighbors over for Easter brunches. She had hobbyists, like bicycling. She liked to grow African violets and collect rubber stamps and I don't know if you've ever tried to grow African violence, but that's hard. (laughs) Like, I mean, she's an astronaut and she grows (laughs) African violence. This girl had it going on (laughs) until
1: she got involved with that dude. So that's a
0: shame that she let that get the better of her. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, also, I was thinking about this. She brought that little kit and everything and disguises and a wig and a hooded trench coat and stuff. When she got, she made sure, the reason she couldn't stop, she had to get to the airport in time to meet Colleen Shipman's flight coming in. And she watched her deplane. And so she was going to go to the baggage carousel with her. But as luck would have it, Colleen's luggage got lost. So the airlines gave her a little voucher to go get a drink or some food or something. And it was about two and a half hours. So Lisa Noack just hung around in that dark wig and her trench coat. And she followed her to the carousel, the luggage carousel. Then she follows her out to the parking deck. And Colleen can hear some little feet running behind her, and she's like, I better get in my car. So she got in her car, and I don't know if she had an awareness that this woman was kind of in their life or not, but she said that she saw her running, Lisa running to her, that she was acting like she was scared or something was wrong, and she just cracked her window just a little bit. And that's when she put that pepper spray in there and sprayed her. And so she said, I got to get out of here. So she goes down to where you pay And that's where she told the policeman. And I tell you that because that's going to be important later of what happened there as to how this case ends.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And you wonder what would drive somebody to do something like this, somebody who was clearly intelligent, successful in her career, Mm -hmm. had two five-year-old twins at the time and a teenage son, Mm -hmm. had her own family. She'd been married to her husband about 19 years at this point. Um, And I think lots of couples can relate to just being over your spouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may still think that you know highly of them or whatever but you've fallen out of love Mm -hmm. um but to, to to go after somebody to this extent, you know, I, you wonder what went into making them that way. And I was researching a little bit about that. And they said her friends said that she was deeply affected by the 2003 Columbia shuttle explosion. One of her best friends was actually on board, Laurel Clark. And it was just three years after that explosion that NOAC went on her first mission in July of 2006 aboard the space shuttle Discovery as a mission flight engineer. And she spent almost two weeks in space. So, you know, apparently this was a very accomplished lady. She was had it all going on. It's just hard to imagine like what happened after all of that that made her decide that this extramarital affair was the end all and be all of her happiness. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's the way she seems to respond when it's slipping through her fingers. Right.
1: Right. Well, it's pretty. It, it's a pretty sobering thought to know that you're going up in space after some uh, hap- something happened like that to other flights before you, and then you do it and you come back and you're just good at everything you do. But it's very unreasonable to think that every paramour, lover, person I had in my past has to come back to me when I say so. That's pretty arrogant.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, that the way she described their relationship to police was, quote, more than a working relationship, but less than a romantic relationship, end quote. Well,
1: dang, if that's
0: how she reacts to less than a romantic (laughs) relationship,
1: I hate to think what she'd do
0: if she was really into somebody. Right.
1: Well, it makes me think that she's. Pretty much hedonistic and carnal on stuff like that. You know, it's like you think with your whole self. You can't just go for physical things or people be locked up like animals. You know, it's it's just kind of crazy. But
0: it is interesting to me that she was such a high achiever and very competitive. I think you and I can both relate to that. Mm-hmm. It takes some dedication to your career and managing your time and balancing family, whether you're married or not, whether you have a significant other or not, whether you have children or not. If you have any kind of a personal life as well as a professional life, then it takes balance. Balancing Mm -hmm. that out, so you just wonder, like, what at what point did she say, "What I want is more important than what everybody else wants"? Mm -hmm. Being a mother, being a wife, you know. I think, as I said before, some couples can relate to to not necessarily being in love with their significant other or the father or mother of their child, but they, you know they they still stick it out because they're trying to have some continuity in their lives, some peace, some stability. Um, And she had, you know. Two five-year-old twins. She had a 14-year-old son at the time. And uh, and it just seemed like everything else paled in comparison Mm -hmm. to hanging on to that relationship.
1: Well, I think it's about... Uh, almost Charlie Sheen-esque, like I'm winning. And clearly, clearly you're not. We saw all that play out in real time. And basically what they found out with her after they did evaluations, because they're like, why would this, just what you said, why would this perfectly wonderful lady do all this? I mean, because it was calculated, it was thought out. And what they realized, but she was diagnosed by two different psychiatrists during her uh, legal case, and they found out she had obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. We don't argue with that. Uh, she had Asperger's syndrome, major depression, a brief psychotic disorder, and marked stressors, and many other diagnoses. Now, And also, with our astronauts, we have worshipped them. And during all this, what some of the psychologists had said and psychiatrists said, we've got to quit selling astronauts as heroes mm-hmm. because they're not. Because even back during— Buzz Aldrin, he was like during Armstrong time, he basically went through a divorce. You know, back then they didn't get divorced either, sort of like you don't do that. Well, when he got his divorce, he admitted, he said, and even after landing on the moon, okay, same thing with him. He said, I have alcoholism and depression, and the world went crazy because they could identify with him. And then he said something that made people fall in love with him. He's like, unhappiness runs in my family. Basically, quote, unquote. And why did he say that? The whole world fell in love with him because, like, we've got stuff going on. So he became real. Then there was another astronaut in T-Town or Tuscaloosa, and he was drinking and driving. He got a DUI. He killed two little girls, Mm. and he uh, basically—they're injured— the parents. So, and and all this stuff is kind of kept on the DL, but we couldn't keep it on the down low when this knucklehead comes out with her big old murder kit and her wig and all that stuff and her diaper. She did wear a diaper.
0: So essentially, I can see why Shipman was scared for her life. And so, but it was surprising to me that they would get knocked down from attempted murder to kidnapping when they had such strong evidence. But I guess... You know, you, you looked into yeah. that a little oh, bit yeah. more. Well,
1: during the chaos in the parking deck and between her getting pepper sprayed and uh, just looking like a wild woman because they said she just attacked the car. Why the lady rolled the window down, I'll never know. I, I She I wouldn't probably
0: never dreamed in a million years that something like that was going to yeah. happen. And there's that part of us, especially women, that's like, does this person need help? I see that she's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm safe in my car. I've locked the door. Let me just open the window a crack just to make sure. And then that also shows to me just how out of her mind Lisa Nowak mm-hmm. was. Right. Because, again, there's no guarantee that you can even get in the car. How is pepper spraying? Oh, well, I've yeah. shown you. Now you're going to unlock the car yeah. door. Well, now that I've pepper sprayed <laughs> yeah, you in right.
1: the face. Right. Well, I don't understand how, like, okay, another woman's going to go kidnap another grown woman. I mean, so what, are you going to tie her up with the rubber tubing you got and all that stuff? I mean, Mm-mm. you really must have had a lot of confidence in yourself.
0: Well, and I don't blame Shipman for thinking this lady had ill intentions, mm-hmm. had or something. <laughs> no, she I didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely would have thought the yeah. same thing. Thank goodness she yeah. didn't succeed yeah. for both of their saves. Right.
1: Well, during all that running around and being attacked and happening in the parking lot and everything, when she went down to the booth to say, hey, I, I'm sure she wasn't worried about paying. That's what I'm always worried about paying. Well, she probably couldn't even <laughs> see the booth, yeah. much less her, yeah. her wallet. She's
0: still getting pepper spray out of her face. But no, I, I yes. Yeah, well, so. she
1: told them this happened, and she talked and talked. So then yeah, the security there... Went to get Lisa. And so when they were, I guess, gathering her up or putting her under arrest or whatever, whatever chaos happened, they say, and her attorney said, that they violated her Miranda rights. And so I don't know. That's how I think the charges got knocked down to something. She better be glad they got knocked down to that because. This this right here is some messed up thinking, and that's why when people don't have someone to check them, when they're thinking all these bizarre things, and people go, oh, that's just how they think. This is the step to the next step to the next step. This is that type of thinking, that grandiose thinking, and I'm better than you, and I've done this so I get a free pass. No, you don't.
0: Well, and it's also short-term thinking because, again, just in her mind, eliminating this romantic rival is going to, what, bring her ex-boyfriend back to her? I don't know. That just because this woman's no longer in the picture, all her dreams are going to come true? It's just so short-sighted. It's as if this, you know, this one—if only this one puzzle piece weren't here, then the rest of the picture will come together.
1: While I've got a husband— and five-year-old twins and a 14-year-old child at home, it's all going to come together for me. It's not even logical thinking. Right. And I think that's when they also, after this with Lisa Nowak, they came in and they they implemented a code of conduct for astronauts they said they didn't have that before and lisa and bill were the first two astronauts to be released from nasa not just nasa the navy so that means discharged yeah yeah. on less than honorable circumstances and behavior unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman when i read that i'm like i've watched that movie yes but i mean these things that come up they come from somewhere i just don't understand if you're an astronaut or a, a janitor pharmacist journalist teacher what have you what, what gets in people's head where they just ruminate over and over and over, and it usually ends up with something deadly? I know, L- look like at that my obsession, nephew. obsessive
0: mm-hmm. compulsive behavior. Yeah,
1: thinking like that over and over and over, and then you legitimize it, and then look what we go through, all this court stuff, and now she tried to kill her. She was going to kidnap her. She clearly had weapons, and she was coming after her with some sort of uh, vengeance. And the poor lady's just over here. But I blame Bill a lot. Yeah, she
0: was this. only 30 years old at yeah. the time, too. But I felt the same way. Yeah. I was like, okay, Bill. Like, you know, you were kind of seeing both of them. You he knew was. the other one was mm-hmm. married and, you know— I, I, People make mistakes. You know, we all live in glass houses, but I am glad that if she was going to get punished for adultery, that he deserved mm-hmm. it, too. He did.
1: And he kind of led her on. He still kept talking with her, and she had a key to his apartment, and he knew that. He could have changed That's why she the accessed his computer. Exactly. Yeah. He could have changed. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of whoever the party is that just going, well, I didn't know. I'm just all that. I'm so hot. Everybody, I can't believe there ain't other, 10 other astronaut women waiting on me. You right. know, it's just so delusional. Getting some ego strokes yeah, out of it. Yeah. It, but I mean, now what's his life like? Well, I looked into that a little bit and uh,
0: and there was quite a bit of fallout for both of them. You know, as you can imagine, Noek and her husband divorced in 2008, mm-hmm. the next year. And in 2010, Shipman and Opheline actually married and moved to Alaska. That's mm-hmm. where they live now with their son. Um They, like you said, they are both discharged from the Navy for adultery. Lisa's living outside of Houston in a modest four-bedroom house. She's got a quiet life. This is according to an article that I found in People magazine, and she's working in the private sector. She's 59 years old. Her children are fully grown. Her son's now 30. Her twin daughters are now 21. Um... And apparently she avoids the media. You can imagine why. (laughs) But that uh, she had a representative tell people that she is, quote, finally at peace and living a quiet life. And, uh, end quote, Colleen Shipman, Opheline, I think, Mm -hmm. I guess is how you say her name, told people in 2016. Apparently it's the only interview she's ever given, too, but – she said after the attack, she thought, quote, I'm going to be OK, but recalls it was never OK after mm-hmm. that. And they actually got married in 2010. They run a website called AdventureWrite.com. It promotes writing and kids. Shipman works as a writer, and she published her first novel, Eerie, in December of 2015 under the pen name C.M. McCoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, like I said, they they have a son. So, you know, that didn't deter their relationship, whatever yeah. Noack thought she was going to accomplish it seemed to have brought those two even closer together.
1: Yeah, I don't think they expected this, really. I mean, and he was kind of a cat, in my opinion, to keep messing with her and keep going back and this, that, and the other. But what, regardless of what someone else is doing, it's your behavior. I mean, this was an elaborate plan. This was a well-thought-out plan, and it was to kill somebody.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand with these love triangles why the— The the person, the perpetrator, if you will, Mm -hmm. thinks that eliminating the other person is going to solve everything. If somebody is choosing someone over you, Mm -hmm. then obviously that's not working out between you two. Whether it's this person or Mm -hmm. another person, what are you going to do? Just eliminate every person that they're attracted Mm -hmm. to for the rest of your life? That just,
1: again, not (laughs) long-term thinking. Right. Exactly why she was dismissed from NASA and the Navy and him too, because he wasn't long-term thinking either. He was almost like, I'm untouchable. I'll do what I want. When I want and how I want it, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of these folks in these things do. So he's not without blame either, but he isn't the one that was gathering up a murder kit and a knife and rubber tubing and going in disguise. I mean, think how elaborate that was. Mm-hmm. And she did not want to stop to have to time from Houston to Orlando to get there for her flight. That is diabolical to me. She deserved more than what happened to she her. She got lucky
0: that she did she, get lucky.
1: Yeah, I only got what she got. Um, any takeaways for you, Pam? I go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated, and I don't want to be somewhere that somebody doesn't want me. And hey, life moves on. Other people, you know, people falling in and out of love all the time. We see that uh, talking about these stories, but you don't get to go kill people and you don't get to go plan an elaborate uh, like secret squirrel mission where you're going to go kill them.
0: I agree. Yeah. My takeaways are if you find yourself into that rut, into that thinking of like, this is the only thing that's going (laughs) to solve my problem, then seek help. I mean, my gosh, I think... Think you know? Certainly, when we're younger, I can relate to to a bad breakup. I can mm-hmm. understand having your heart broken and trying to understand why and and, and not wanting to feel that pain. Yes. But I never looked at it as anybody else's problem, but my own. Mm-hmm. Like I need to deal with this and and move on. But I've never understood going back to when I was a little kid why especially women, blame other women. If your man likes another woman, sayonara, sir. Get it. <laughs> or the
1: him. He's the problem. He's, right. the, he's the thing that's mutual or, or the common thing. Or I, maybe something's wrong with me because I just don't care. I'm done. I'll move on. You know, I don't yeah. I don't live backwards. Well, and
0: that was stuff that I saw in middle school. I saw girls fight over boys and I'm like, gross, why? <laughs> you know? I because it gets understand. in their
1: heart, it gets in their little heart and stuff. And as you mature, this lady's forty four years That's old. That's what it got me yeah. to. I'm like, come on now. Yeah. Tighten up.
0: <laughs> Get it together.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but all I do know is if you go to Google and you type in diaper, and astronaut, you can tell the story.
0: I absolutely. And I never realized that that she had, through her attorney, denied wearing
1: the diaper. But I mean, yeah. I guess I can't really blame her. I wouldn't want that to be all the people remembered me for because well, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what she takes away from all this. Don't say I was wearing a diaper.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just the uh, denial of wearing the diaper. I think the attorney also tried to spin it. That she didn't actually pepper spray her. Mm-hmm. So trying to paint this picture well was just an argument between two lovers. And in fact, even Nowak said outside of the courtroom, um, she issued an apology to Shipman. And I just am curious, you know, what you think about this. Quote, I know this has also been very hard for Colleen Shipman. And I would like her to know how very sorry I am for having frightened her in any way and about the subsequent public harassment that has followed all of us, end quote, no act told reporters. So to me, that again says, you know, just the fact that she says frightened her in any way. Like, of Mm -hmm. course you frightened her. Of course. Like, oh, did that make you nervous Mm -hmm. when I wore a wig and wore a diaper and traveled across the country and Mm -hmm. chase you down in an airport parking lot and pepper
1: spray you? Did
0: that frighten you?
1: Well, in case it did. (laughs) How nice of her is what I say on there. But I mean, my goodness, she's going to be traumatized forever. But that's a case of where we talk about the narrative again, because she's using words like frightened. No, you frightened. You scared the out of her and she will never she will always be looking over her shoulder when she hears even the fall of a lady's footsteps behind her and stuff I just think she's still delusional absolutely
0: All right. well thank you so much Pam I appreciate you joining us for this episode thank you and thank you for joining as well that is it for diaper wearing astronaut and out of this world love triangle thank you for joining us on Gulf Coast Confidential I'm your host writer and producer Molly Barrows with co-host and researcher Pam Hill and a big thanks to director editor and production engineer James Roy Remember, you can listen to more of Gulf Coast Confidential wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you can also watch on the Gulf Coast Confidential YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.